Welcome back to the Get Up and Glow podcast. I am your host and my name is Becca and I'm the owner of Be Strong. You'll probably know me better through Instagram and my handle is at bestrong.coach. First of all, welcome back to another episode. I am super, super excited to have you back this week um, for a really, really interesting episode as well. I do just want to say if you can, I have checked and it's not that bad, but if you can hear like a noise in the background, what a morning it's been. So there's basically been some work done outside my house. So there's like lorries continually going past making noise, but obviously I want to get an episode out for you all. So we're going to have to kind of battle with that. And I am actually recording in a new room today because my office is having a revamp, a, re- a redecorate, a bit of vibrance added to it. So it's a mess in there at the minute, so I'm not able to um, record in there. But if you want to keep your eyes on the office update, I'm posting it on my Instagram. So keep your eyes peeled over there. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone's doing super well and having a lovely, lovely week so far. Um, I'm super buzzed for this week's episode. I'm going to be talking over the three pillars for managing your emotional eating so it's going to be a really 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 powerful episode so if you are somebody who experiences emotional eating you're stuck in um, in the emotional eating cycle and you really want to start working on your behaviors with food this is going to be the episode for you before i do jump on in there's two things that i want to go over now you know me at the beginning of every episode I bring a crystal along. So this week I've brought along red agate, mainly because it is a red crystal. So from an energetic standpoint, we have our seven chakras. So the root chakra, um, which is red, which is obviously why we use red crystals, it's all about grounding. And I feel like that links so well into this week's episode when it comes to working on our behaviours, it's becoming more grounding, working on more stability. So that's the reason I've brought this along with me this week. And then the other thing I want to touch upon is a bit more like a real thing, to be honest. And (laughs) I talk about it all the time. But obviously, we talk quite a lot on here about female health and really listening to your body. And the reason I'm bringing this up today, because it is officially day one of my cycle, (laughs) so you all know, Um, and I woke up today in a bubble of self-doubt, feeling quite fatigued, and just, I guess, a lot of critique towards myself and my ability, and there's a lot of doubt there. And the reason I'm sharing this with you today is I do feel like sometimes we talk about these things, but we're not we need more honesty around when they happen to kind of just really emphasize the fact that during your cycle, it can impact how you feel. And it is so important to check in with what you're feeling as a byproduct of your hormonal changes. So this is just a reminder to be doing that and really ensuring that you go by how you feel. Because I guess when it comes to our period as well, when we see a lot of stuff on like social media saying, you know, you are going to be fatigued at this part of your cycle, you are going to notice more negative body image. It's not always the case, you know, everybody's so different. And that's why it's so important to understand your cycle and understand your symptoms. And, you know, we don't just want to get in the mindset of, well, I'm going to have to feel fatigued because that's what everyone tells me it's really checking in with what you experience so I just kind of want to bring that up today that it can be common to experience that not saying you 100% will but if you do like take that time to give yourself what you need today so for me today 
I have gone for a walk, I've done some exercise, I'm focusing on meditation, not putting too much on my plate, um, and reducing my time on social media today because I know that that is a thing that feeds comparison for me. So really checking in with the things that can help you is gonna be super, super important. So I did just wanna briefly touch upon that because I do believe the understanding and working with your body around your cycle is extremely important. But without further ado, let's get straight on into this week's episode. So I am going to be going over the three pillars that you need to go through to help with your emotional eating growth. So I'm not going to beat around it, we're going to get straight on in. So the first one is understanding. It's really, really important to understand your emotional eating behaviours, whether it be understanding your past triggers. So one thing is, you know, childhood and past memories and past experiences, they they can impact our behaviours with food. So if you look at childhood, for example, did you ever have a parental figure in your life who emotionally ate and comfort ate and maybe was a secret eater? If so, we can then learn behaviours for food from our parental figures. Or, you know, has it been triggered from um, schooling years? Did you have any times at school where you notice it, that you started to emotionally eat? There can be some triggers from our past and it's really important to have a think about those, but also really just important to understand your triggers. I always say, and you'll have heard me say this before on the podcast, one of the most important parts for your growth is having the awareness. So when you can be aware of what typically tends to trigger your emotional eating, you can then identify ways to help with that. So if you know and you understand that one of your biggest triggers is stress, usually stress related to work, you can then put things in place to maybe help with setting boundaries with work, maybe helping managing your stress on like daily habits that you can do, like meditation, etc. You can then put direct action in place because you've identified what is actually potentially playing a part in this behaviour. I do just want to say though, sometimes with emotional eating, it doesn't always have a trigger. Sometimes it can just be a habit that you've got used to doing. And once again, that you can still have a think about understanding the habit, maybe when it started, but this as well is just more of a uh, behavior change there. So it's very, very important to have that understanding. And I always say, you know, it can be difficult to delve into this understanding because a lot of our behaviors are in the subconscious. Um, you know, if you've had triggers from, from childhood, school years, whatever it might be, they're gonna be in the subconscious and having to unravel these and go into the subconscious and unravel these old memories or unravel these triggers and really think about them and look into them and delve into them, it can sometimes be difficult because you're having to then unravel things that you've you've pushed away into the subconscious. So I always say, especially through the understanding of your behaviors, really being kind and compassionate to yourself during that part is really important. I reflect on my own journey and I remember, you know, for me, I did a lot, a lot of journaling to really understand my behaviors and the reasoning behind my behaviors. And it was so difficult because I'm reflecting on past times that were difficult. You know, it can require being quite self-aware with yourself. And obviously going back into the subconscious and bringing all the old things up can be a difficult process. And you know, there's times where you can feel that emotion on you and it can be difficult to do. Like I relate to that completely. 
So just being really compassionate to yourself during this time is important. Yes, do it, understand that it is so important, but having that kindness there is really powerful as well. The next step that I would recommend um, for your pillars of emotional eating is working on your emotional regulation. This is basically just when we have the ability to be in control over our emotional state so we can regulate it better. Now, often when we look at emotional eating, it is triggered by emotional dysregulation. There's a few different types. Um, and if you are wanting to look into that in more depth and detail, um, if you go to the link in my bio, you can come join my new academy where I do go into emotional dysregulation in more depth and detail. But basically, the next step is emotional regulation and being able to be more in control of our emotional state in these moments. Because if we take, for example, you're somebody who is trying to numb and block and suppress your emotions, the more that we push them and we numb them and we block them, the higher chances of obviously eating because we're gonna to eat to numb it, that's one method of numbing it, but the more that we numb our emotion, the more that we block it and the less that we feel, the more emotional eating we're gonna experience because the things with emotions, if we don't deal with them and we don't release them and we don't like work through them, they will build up and build up and build up and eventually they kind of kind of blow up everywhere. If you think of like the common analogy of like um, a bottle of fizzy pop, you know, the more you shake it, the more you add to it when you open it, it erupts. So that can really impact our behaviors with food as well. This is why we want to bring more regulation and more control with our emotions the first thing saying here though it is completely normal to feel a wide variety of emotion i never want to give the impression that you shouldn't feel a variety of emotion you're going to feel positive emotions and you're going to feel negative emotions on a very very regular basis um even like i've just said at the beginning of the episode you know today I woke up feeling great <laughs> and then as I've actually woke up I've gone into this kind of state of more self-doubt and self-critique because of my hormones and um, but I have peace with that because I know it's safe for me to feel a variety of emotion yes I'm doing things to help ease this doubt and this worry and this critique that I'm experiencing today but I'm also not beating myself up for feeling this way because I know that A, it can happen, and I also know that it's linked to hormones. So having that radical acceptance of feeling is very, very important. So it's wanting to be able to be more in control over our emotional state, um, and that can be very, very important. So even just, you know, having the acceptance around feeling, being able to be aware of what you're feeling, being able to take action to soothe how you're feeling, can you reframe a situation? Those things are gonna be really, really, really important. The last pillar is gonna be behavior change, and this is a really big one as well, because the key to growing, and obviously ultimately working through your emotional eating behaviors is to change the behavior. Now this is why the understanding section is really important because when we understand our behaviors, we know what change that we can put in place to directly help with that behavior. If you know, for example, that your current trigger and behavior around emotional eating is stress and you're noticing that you're regularly coming in from work going straight to the kitchen and overeating to numb how you're feeling because of you know stress from work 
when you've understood that you can then put action in place to change the behavior whether it might be not going straight into the kitchen and going for a walk before you come inside, whether it be journaling before you come to the kitchen to bring awareness to how you feel, whether it be taking a pause to bring more awareness, whether it be taking direct action um, to help with directly managing your stress and um, things that work for you, whether it's like spending more time in nature, meditating, journaling, whether it be taking up a hobby that you love to help kind of regulate uh, stress, this is why understanding is really important because it means we can take direct action to then help with our behavior change. So with behavior change, like it just states there, it is ultimately working on changing our behaviors, going from maybe an unaligned behavior to something that is more aligned and something that we desire. In this case, managing the emotional eating. So with behavior change, there is so many different things that you can do and so many different techniques to help. I ultimately say, when you understand your triggers and maybe the emotions that are triggering your eating, have a journal through, have a think through what you could do to change that behavior, what you could do to soothe that emotion, what boundaries can you put in place to help? Does that make sense? So if, for example, it's stress, can you set a morning and an evening routine to manage stress? Can you change your behavior after work? Like we said earlier, go for a walk, do journaling. Is there certain behaviors that you can put in place or boundaries to help directly change the undesired behavior now? Now, the last thing I wanna say in behavior change is your food relationship is not going to change overnight and it's not going to change with a click of a finger. Um, and the reason I'm saying this is it can, it's an amazing journey because you're working on you, you're growing and you're ultimately going to get yourself to a much more freer place. But I'm always so honest and through especially food relationship and working on that inner work, it can have its moments where it's difficult and that moment of struggle and having those setbacks. And it requires, like I say, delving into the understanding and then having to be really consistent with your behavior change. You know, these factors that you put in place, you have to be consistently putting effort in with them and consistently showing up and consistently doing it, you know? If you put in place that after work you're gonna journal, it's making sure you do that every single day and you stay committed to that boundary you've put in place because ultimately, the way that you see growth within your food relationship is by putting that committed and consistent effort in place. So it is sometimes having to hold yourself strong with that. And if you do have a setback and you do end up emotionally eating, be kind to yourself, no judgment, these things can happen. Like I would reflect on my own journey. And I remember it being really hard for me to stay consistent with my daily journal. And if you know me, I love journaling. Um, and I remember when I first brought it in place, it was difficult for me to commit to that um, every single morning because I wasn't used to it. But I literally had to say to myself, you're doing this for a purpose, like make sure you do it. And just sometimes having that kind of strength behind you is really important. I also remember times on my journey where things were going great. And then I ended up emotionally overeating. And what I did there is I just had acceptance. I didn't judge myself, just moved on from it knowing it can sometimes happen, because when we normalize it, I've spoke about this in a previous episode, but when we normalize setbacks, we have a much better response to them. And then just say, right, how can I grow from this? What can I learn from this situation? 
you know, what can I do next time? What didn't I implement that maybe I could implement next time? Seeing it as much more of a better perspective is going to be really important. But yeah, your um, consistent effort is very important with food relationship. It doesn't change straight away and it does take time and it will take time. It takes inner work. It takes consistent effort and action. But it's knowing that that is worth it because of the desired outcome that you're going to get as well. So they're the three pillars for your emotional eating. Um, I definitely recommend going through those. If you're resonating with that and you're like, this sounds amazing, like I'm really ready to delve into those three areas more, then I talk about all three of these areas in a lot more depth through the Flourish and Free Academy, which is my sign I can't get my words out, which is my signature online program to help you heal your emotional eating and step into the food freedom that you've always wanted. So the Flourish and Free Academy doors are still open. They are closing on Sunday this week. So there's only a few days left to join and come jump on in the academy. Like I say, the modules, we are going to be going understanding in a lot more depth and detail, understanding your triggers, understanding physical and emotional um, eating, like loads of different things. We're going to be going through emotional regulation in a lot of depth, behavior change. And we're talking that there's another module all about periods and your emotional eating and your body image. And there's a section on body image, on nutritional guidance, and loads, loads more. And if you do want to learn more about the academy, if you go to the link, um, the top link in the show notes, click on there, you'll be able to read a little bit more about the academy, the modules, success stories, and just learn more about what's involved. And then obviously, if you do want to grab your space and jump on in to ultimately delve really deep into working through your emotional eating, then you can join through there. And I'd absolutely love to help you on that journey and guide you through managing your emotional eating. But if you did have any questions about the academy, just go over to my Instagram at bestrong.coach, send them to me over there, and I'll be more than happy to answer those as well. But on that note, have a lovely, lovely rest of your day um, and a lovely week as well. I would truly, truly appreciate if you could give the podcast a share. It just means that we can reach even more women to help them with their food freedom and ultimately help them step into a much more happier and just more joyful life as well. So do do give it a share um, and that'd be massively appreciated. And on that note, I hope you have a lovely week and I will speak to you all in the next episode.